season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. We're back here with week two of three on this Indiana Bowl series we got going on. Had a great lineup that last week. Got a great lineup this week coming up. Today we start with Caden McCoy, uncommitted for that 2024 class. But he's looking at some great schools, some Power 5 programs. Definitely going to go somewhere big. Uh, then we've got Thomas Lynch coming on tomorrow, committed to Purdue for that 2024 class. And then Simon Wilkinson as well, just recently committed to the University of Illinois. Um, so great group last week, like I said. Great group this week as well. It's pretty much all Bulls, Indiana Bulls Black 2024. So just a bunch of different stories, different experiences. Really cool to dig into um, about all. It's really cool to dig into all these different players. So, um, but today we kind of discussed just Bloomington as a whole, what it's like living in a college town as a high school kid. Talk about developing different pitches. Uh, talk about the route to the Bulls and much more. So we dig in his whole career so far. Uh, so let's dig into it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have one of the best players in Indiana for the 2024 class from Bloomington, Indiana. Plays for the Indiana Bulls Black. He's currently in the recruiting process. We got Caden McCoy on the show. Caden, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to come on and join your podcast and just kind of have a conversation with you. Hey, of course. I'm excited to have you. I've seen, obviously, with me going to school at IU. I mean, I see your name pop up all the time. I, Braden, Bradley, they've talked about you before as well. So pumped to get you finally on. So that first question I do like to ask everybody before we get started, um, just, just to kind of get comfortable, is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Caden McCoy? Um, I'm, I'm just a kid who loves baseball. I'm a kid who loves to hang out with his friends and loves to be outdoors. And I kind of just – I find things that I like to do and I just kind of like to stick to doing them. And obviously baseball is my favorite thing to do. And I'm just, I'm just glad to be able to play that game. And yeah. Yeah. So you said you like being outdoors, obviously being in Bloomington, being in Southern Indiana, there's a lot of stuff to do, but with me being an IU student, I really never go far further than campus or like Kirkwood and downtown. So when you're in Bloomington and you're kind of like in, I'd say kind of like the suburbs of the town and away from campus, what are some cool things that are you're able to do throughout Bloomington? Well, I mean, I kind of live like 15 minutes away, so I'm kind of like out in the rural part of Bloomington. So, I mean, I just have a lot of stuff I can come do out here. I mean, I have like – I live really close to it, like almost all of my family. So, I mean, I just – and they have a lot of property and a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I just have a lot of places I can go, and I just love to get out and fish and hunt and do all that stuff. Yeah. So you got a couple ponds, a couple a uh, couple of woods you can go hunting and uh, fish. Yeah. Okay. So when you're when you're hunting, what what are you usually hunting for? Was that like turkey, deer? What exactly are you hunting for? Oh, it kind of just depends on what the season is. You know, like squirrel season just came in, so probably on some of that. But I mean, it kind of just depends on what season is. I like to do it all. Okay. So if you no, so I assume schools already started for you, right? Like I know up here in northern Indiana, a lot of schools have already started, but 
has your guys' high school um, started yet? Yeah, we started, like, I started school, like, three days after I came back from the Futures games. So okay. I, I kind of came back from that, and I was just kind of getting right back into school. Yeah. So is baseball the only sport you play at Bloomington North, or do you play basketball or anything like that? I just play baseball. I, I played football all my life to, up to my freshman year. I played my freshman year, and then after that, I decided, you know, I'll just – I think it's best for me to just focus on baseball. Yeah. So you talk about that Futures game. So let's dig in that a little bit. So take us through what that was like, that whole event, and what your day-by-day looked like there. It was, it was an amazing experience to go through. And you know, I I mean, this uh, my freshman year kind of coming in was the first time I really got introduced to kind of this level of baseball. I played for a really small team kind of growing up my, for my whole playing career. And so kind of freshman year, I got introduced to all of this new stuff. And, like, I saw – I'd see the Futures games on Twitter and stuff, and I was like, oh, that'd be really cool to go play in, like, last year. But then when I got the invite, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. And it was an amazing experience to go down there and throw. I mean, I, the first day I kind of just came down there and hung out with the team, got to know all the new kids. And then next day I came around and I was like, oh, yeah, well – it's time for me to go throw. I mean, yeah. I'd thrown in front of coaches all year, but nothing like you'll throw against down there. I mean, it's great competition to go throw against, and there's just there's just hundreds of coaches everywhere. So, obviously, Jace, your, your Bulls teammates, Jace Lee, I think Simon was there too, RJ. Um, I saw a couple other kids, but who were who all the kids you were playing with on that team in Indiana down there at the Futures game? Um, there was, uh, like, uh, Joe Glander. Simon, uh, uh, Jace, RJ, Isaac, Gavin Kuzneski, um, Adam Buskowski. I mean, just a lot of really talented kids to be able to come go down there and play with. And it was just, like I said, it was really fun. So, so being a pitcher, are you there? Are you just pitching one day, or did they, how did how did it exactly have you throwing there in front of all the coaches and scouts? Yeah, you kind of just showed up for the day you threw. I mean, I I stayed for all three days but you know I came down earlier watched the game and then I was going to be throwing the last two innings of our second game so I mean I, I stayed the night I threw that game and I was like oh I might as well just stay and hang out with the team for that third game it was early in the morning so yeah so I mean all summer like you said you've been thrown out in front of coaches but there's nothing like it is at the futures game so take us through going to the mound and just seeing all these college coaches looking at you and then just kind of how do you like focus on your game and pitching to each batter when you're kind of like in the back of your mind, you know how many coaches are there. I mean, it all kind of started for me when I was in the pen or in the bullpen because I, I went out there to go warm up and I saw four or five coaches kind of hanging on the bullpen. And then it messed with me for a minute just because I saw there were bigger schools and schools that I'd definitely be interested in. And then and then I was kind of like, oh, you know, my job's to go out there and throw. Just throw like I've been throwing all summer. I mean, I've thrown pretty good, so. I kind of just blocked all that out once I got into the pen and then I just carried it over onto the field. I was like, my job is to come pitch and let me just show what I can do. Yeah. So with school starting up, I assume that's probably your last event of the summer, but do you have anything else going on this fall when it comes to travel ball? Not any with travel ball. I'll just be doing some uh, college visits and let my arm rest a lot. I, all right. I threw quite a bit in high school and I threw a good amount in summer. So definitely just want to let my arm rest and, be healthy yeah so how do, how do you go about your rest in the off season because i know some people they like to shut it down completely and then start warming back up in december or so so what's your plan this fall on letting your arm rest so i i'm not completely shut down right now i will be at the end of august i'm kind of just doing light tossing right now but um 
like I'm gonna sh- completely shut down at the end of August and then maybe like end of September, October. I'm gonna start doing a long toss program, which I'm really excited for because I've never really done anything for arm strengthening stuff. It's kind of just come to me as of now, but I mean, I'm really excited to go do that and really work on arm strengthening stuff so I can, I'm just excited how much it will really help me. Yeah. So you said you got connected with some of these events and you started to see these events that you're playing in front of coaches your freshman year. So is that when you got connected with the Indiana Bulls or how does that whole timeline look? Yeah. So freshman year I did a, a PBR event and I was just like, I haven't done one of these. I, I'll go to one and kind of see what it's like. And it was actually coach Hibbler who was the dude running it. And he saw me throw and I had a team selected already by then that I was going to play with, but he's like, I wanted you to come play for us, but I saw you had a team. So it was once the end of the season, it was actually RJ into my freshman year season, RJ hit me up and he was like, Hey man, we, uh, we want you to come play for the bulls. And I was like, man, I'd love to. I'm definitely want to definitely want to come out and try to play. And, you know, RJ kind of got me connected with it for real. And then, and here I am now playing with him. Yeah. I, I hear a lot that RJ's kind of like the, he likes to connect with all the guys. I know when I talked to him, he said he was, he's like the old, he's like the initial player on the team now that is, he's like been there the longest and he's reached out to a couple guys. So that's, that's cool that he's out doing the outreach and stuff like that. But um, talking about that PBR, PBR event, um, can you take us through what exactly that PBR event's like? Um, just going in with all those kids, what are they look, what are those coaches looking for? Um, what are they, what are they testing you on? Um, I mean, it was the PBR event that I did that Coach Hibbler saw me at. It was, it was the first one I'd ever done. So I really didn't know what it was like coming in, but I never really got velo tested. So I was just kind of coming in and throwing as hard as I could. But I'd say things that people would want to see. I definitely guess they want to see velo and they want you to be able to hold or stay consistent with it, not just hit a number and then be real low, but then also be able to kind of show yourself as a pitcher and not game-like situations and being able to throw strikes, obviously, but then being able to show spin and give a good breaking ball or a change up. I'd say those are definitely some things that they'd love to see. So was this before or after your freshman high school season at Bloomington North? The this My first one was like in March of my freshman year. It was It was like just before. Okay. So that all that so the PBR PBR event where coach Hibbler saw you to where Co- when RJ reached out to you to play for the Bulls. Like how long how long how long apart were those two? Cuz it kind of seems like they were kind of close together from the way you're the way you're talking. Um it was like March and then it was July. It was at the very end of the WWBA that I got a text from RJ. Okay. So like a little bit before high school and then right before my sophomore year started. So who who was that other team that you hit you were planning on playing with before RJ reached out to about playing for the Bulls? Uh I was playing with the Indy Dodgers at that point. And okay. I kinda I was thinking about going I was probably gonna try out for the Bulls, but you know, I wasn't really sure if I was, but it was kind of my idea at that time. But then like I said, RJ texted me and then I was like, Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go do this. So are the Indy Dodgers, like where are they located at in Indy? Like do they have do they have some solid players going to maybe some smaller schools. I mean, from looking at it, it seems like all the, the guys going to bigger schools are playing for the Bulls or Canes. So are the Indy Dodgers, are they a pretty good program? Yeah, they're not a bad program. They're they're really new. They only, like, the first year I played was the first year they were ever, like, a thing. So oh, okay. It's okay. a really new – yeah, but there's some there's some good players on there. Yeah. So who, 
who were you playing with before that year, the the summer before your freshman year of high school? Um, I played with a team called the Unionville Arrows. It was it was a really, really small travel team, which we were actually very, very good. I mean, for such a small team, you didn't think it'd be what we were, but it was maybe like two or three different schools made a team, like middle schools and elementary schools. I played with that from the time I was six to the time I was uh, 14, and I'm just really close with all those kids. Most of them go to my high school, so, I mean, it was kind of just a big group of friends that were just playing. Yeah. So being so being able to play for a big organization like the Bulls team that they go down to Atlanta, Florida, go to all those big time tournaments and then playing for like a local team. Like what's some of the biggest differences you've seen just by the way each program's run? Because obviously the Bulls, like they've been around for a long, long time, one of the best in the Midwest. So what's kind of been like the big differences you've seen between both programs? Um, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is just the kids you're playing with. I mean, they have the team I played with before. It was just a real small team and real small, like, group of kids that you selected from. But the Bulls, I mean, they get kids from all over. It doesn't matter, like, where they are in Indiana. The kids are going to try to come play for the Bulls. So, I mean, that's definitely a big thing. And then you just have the the type of tournament they go play in. And probably the biggest thing is just the repetition they have. They're yeah. – they're known as one of the best programs and they have been for a long time. I mean, yeah. you kind of just got that aspect of it. I mean, talking to Jace, he told me that you guys, your guys' Bulls team is the first Bulls team in their entire program to have 10 guys committed to a power five school. Obviously I assume you, a couple other guys, by the time you guys are heading to college, you guys will make that number just a little bit higher. But I mean, yeah, you guys, I mean, that's, that's crazy how, how good you guys are, especially being from Indiana where it traditionally Indiana is not like a baseball state, but I mean, these past, I mean, the 23 class with Max and Andrew, you guys, that 25 class, I mean, man, this Indiana might be making their way up in the ranks. when it comes to being baseball states, that that's a big thing. I mean, at the end of the year, Carol kind of talked to us and he was, he was kind of saying that, you know, their hope with us is to kind of be a team that puts Indiana on the map for a baseball state. Cause I mean, Right now, we only have one kid that's not from Indiana, and I don't know. I'd say we had a pretty good summer last year. Yeah. Well, I know what with Max Crit in that Bulls national team, and then I know RJ said that you guys are adding maybe a couple kids. I mean, the Indiana Bulls programs like that's a program that everyone wants to go see when they go to a tournament. I know I went down to Atlanta for the WWBA, and the Bulls were like the top of my list, the school, the team that I really wanted to go see. So, I mean. W- I, I can't I don't I can't remember who the director is of the Bulls, but whoever it is, he is doing an amazing job. Yeah, I mean, when we played in like uh, the very first tournament, I actually played with the Bulls. It was the NPI down in Atlanta at Lake Point, and the seventeen U national team was playing there. And I was like, oh, I want to come over and watch them play. And every single seater there was taken, and it was just packed of people coming to watch. Yeah. So with you being you being there now, your second year, I mean that end of freshman years where a lot of the kids on your guys' team kind of joined the Bulls. Am I, am I wrong? Cause I believe talking to Braden, I think that's when he joined and Bradley was somewhere around that time, time timeline as well. So who were some of those initial guys that you uh, like, let's say when you went and joined that first tournament with the Bulls, you kind of connected with and kind of started building relationships with. I, I built a pretty good relationship kind of just talking to them all. And then like, I'd see him like we had a couple practices, but I mean, 
Josh Burton, he's he was one of the main people that I, I mean I I talked to the most of early on in the beginning. Still have a good relationship with Josh, but you know, kind of like RJ. RJ has been someone who's very close with, and RJ, me and RJ are pretty good friends, and it's just yeah, it's just some of the people who were kind of there from the start. I mean, really, the yeah. people early on. Yeah. So going into your final travel ball season next summer. Just looking back at all the travel ball memories you have, playing with the Bulls, RJ, Jace, those guys, and then playing for that the the local team. Was it the Union? What was it? Unionville, you said. Unionville Arrows. Okay. Yep. So just take, going through, just looking looking back at your whole travel ball career. What's some of the best memories that come to your mind when you think about um, these couple, past couple of years that you've been playing? Oh, that's a hard one. There's a lot of them. I one of one of my most memorable games I think I've played in was definitely the game that I threw in the Hoover tournament. That was I mean that was a really really fun game to play in. It was a seven inning one hitter in the first game of bracket play. And I mean that's just something that I'll probably remember for a really long time because I mean I just threw really good. Yeah. So just so with this past year you finishing up your sophomore year of high school um, in the spring, your sophomore year season. Um, one question I do that kind of like to ask you younger guys is for like, sorry. Um, so, so what would be tougher playing up against travel ball teams that are playing with your elite prospects of your age group class of 2024, or when you're playing down there in Southern Indiana and you're facing kids who are one, two, three years older than you. Um, but they aren't maybe the top level, uh, top level players. So what would you say would be tougher? I don't know. Cause I mean, it's kind of a hard question because, I mean, I felt like I had more success in some ball. But, I mean, I also – I mean, high school ball, I really struggled with throwing a curveball. So, I was kind of a one-pitch pitcher for a lot of high school. I still didn't do bad. But, I mean, I feel like probably playing the top the top kid 24 class probably from Indiana. I'd say okay. if you get those solid teams, I'd say probably the younger kids that are probably a little bit better. Okay. So you talk about your you talk about the, uh, your one pitch you were a one pitch pitcher last season. So let's let's dig into your sophomore season a little bit. How was the team? Uh, how far did you guys make it in the tournament? And then kind of what's what's the outlook on this upcoming season? Um, during high school season, we 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 lost our first game of sectionals. But I mean, Columbus East was the team we lost to. They were not. I mean, they ended up going to semi state and still having a losing record. So I mean, they're kind of a team that really turned it on once they got to the postseason. I mean, that last sectional game was probably my best game of the year. I mean, I didn't have a bad year, but I didn't have a great year. But, I mean, and as far as our team went, uh, we only had one senior that really actually played at all. So, I mean, we were a very young team that really didn't do terrible. Okay. I mean, definitely next year will be an exciting year for us because, I mean, my freshman year we had – two seniors that played one senior that played consistently last year we had one uh one senior that played consistently and we've had more underclassmen starting than really upperclassmen the past season so we've been just a very young team that that'll be exciting to watch and play for yeah so being in southern indiana who are some of those toughest pit, the toughest hitters that you face when you go on the mound? I'm assuming, I mean, if you play Max Clark, I'm sure he's one. Hogan, I'm sure you guys play Mooresville. But who are some other guys um, that were kind of tough, the t- uh, tough at bats this past season? 
Um, there was one team that probably hit me the best. That team was Floyd Central. They were they were a solid hitting team. But as of like Max and Hogan, I we did play Mooresville, but I didn't get to pitch against them. Sadly, I really wish I could have because they were they were a really solid team last year, and I really wish I would have gotten thrown against them. But I mean, besides any of those guys, I've never really been able to face any of. I'm, okay. I'm hoping to do this year. Yeah. So being at, being at Bloomington North, like, do you guys play a lot of indie-based schools, or do you guys kind of head more south towards maybe Albany or, like, the Louisville area? Like, who, who are some of the other teams you guys are facing? I'd say it's kind of like a mix. We we do play, like, Floyd Central, and then we also play, like, some smaller schools. We play a lot of smaller schools, really. Yeah. We play, I mean, I mean we'll go up. <laughs> Hopefully this year we get to pick up Center Grove, which that would be a fun game to play. We, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I definitely hope we get to pick them up and play them. Yeah. So who's better, Bloomington North or Bloomington South? Who was better last year? Uh, I mean, they beat us. So, I mean, I guess I got to say them, but I don't really want to. Yeah. So being in this, like having two high schools in the same town, do you know a lot of kids at Bloomington South or is it mostly just kids at Bloomington North? Oh, I, I know a lot of kids at South and I mean – I, I really don't like South, you know, it's kind of that rivalry thing. Rivalry yeah, of course. Thing. But, I mean, it's it's probably one of the most exciting games I've thrown in my freshman, sophomore year. I mean, because everyone knows each other, but kind of once you start playing, it, that doesn't matter at all. It's kind of just whoever wins is going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. So, in Bloomington, how does that work being, like, elementary, middle school? Like, did you go to middle school and elementary school with those kids? Or does, like, Bloomington South have their own system and then Bloomington North have their own system? So, like, it kind of, I mean, I guess it does a little bit. Like, uh, elementary school is a little bit. But then once you get to uh, middle school, there's Jackson Creek, Bachelor, and Shrine North that are all in the city. And Bachelor is kind of like a split middle school. It kind of goes either way. But then you have Trine North, which is really close to North. And then you have Jackson Creek, who will go to South. And it kind of just depends on what middle school. Yeah. So being in Bloomington, now that, I mean, obviously all summer, I'm sure Bloomington was somewhat kind of dead. Because, I mean, you guys were losing 35, 40,000 kids from the Indiana University. So what's these next couple of weeks like for you just being a local of the town? kind of when you're kind of used to summer with not a lot of kids and then you just all of a sudden have 40,000 more kids in your town like what as a as like a local of the town and a local of a college town what's what's that always been like it just gets busy like some of the kids in my school were saying like they work in some places and I mean they thought they were talking about how it's kind of dead at times and then once the students come back it's just constantly there's people and like your stores, especially like right now, some of them stores are just completely packed with all those kids trying to go in and get stuff and just get settled in for the year. So, I mean, there's definitely the part where it's kind of dead, but it's not like really dead. Yeah. It's just well, quiet. Yeah, I mean, I know I had in I had in Friday and that's that's my first stop as a grocery store to buy all my food for for the first couple of weeks. But being being up, well, usually when I usually I live in like the southern part of campus. So I kind of go towards Bloomington South to go grocery shop and go work out and that stuff. So when you're going up north towards north north of Bloomington, what are some good places to check out? Maybe some different food places or just some other things to do. I mean, I don't really do much in town really. I mean, definitely Chipotle is the number one place and stir fry. Those are my main two places to really go eat. But then besides that, really in town, I just do a lot of golfing. Okay. So at that campus that's like uh kind of by the baseball field? 
Uh, or is there, no, is there another golf course? I just go to Cascades a lot of times. Okay. That's, that's like, I can easily walk there from our high school. It's just like a couple hundred feet. Yeah. So being, being a high school kid, do you find yourself on Kirkwood at all a couple times a year? Or how often are you actually going downtown, downtown? I'll go down there every once in a while. I don't, I don't do it much. There's, there's a couple of restaurants I like to go eat down there. And me and my buddies will sometimes go down there, like before games, before baseball games, we'll go down there and get food or just go down there and get some food and hang out. But yeah, really, we don't, we don't go down there much. All right. So let's move, let's move on a little bit and let's talk about the recruiting process. So you're kind of right in, right dab in the middle of that right now. So let's talk about how that recruiting process got started for you and when did you start to get noticed by some D1 teams? Well, the first time I actually ever had a phone call was right after, like the day after our sectional high school baseball game, my freshman year. I had uh, that phone call then, and then it then it kind of just died off for for a long while. And then really, especially once I got with the Bulls, that's when it really kind of picked up because I had Coach Farrell and Coach Hibbler, like they had some video of me and stuff, and they were sending it out to people and talking to people about me. And that's really when it kind of picked up, even – even a little bit before the summer. Yeah. So when you're having those phone calls with some of those teams, what are some of the initial conversations like with coaches? Uh, always my first conversations, I always, I mean, for a big thing for me, when I'm trying to find the place that I want to go, I want to build a great relationship with the coaches. I mean, like that's probably the most important thing. You know, you don't want to go to this place and hate the coaches. Just, I mean, it could be a good school, but if you don't like the coaches, then it's just going to be miserable for you. So always like first conversation, I always just I just like talking to the coaches and kind of getting to know them and let them get to know me as a person because I feel like that's a really important thing. Yeah. So I know you said you're going on some college visits here this fall, but have you made it to any colleges yet for a couple of visits at all? Um, when I was in the WWBA, I went to a camp at Alabama. I stopped by there and. I love that down there. It's a beautiful place. The coaches are great down there. And it's a place I'm going to be going back down there early September to, for another visit, but. Okay. So what I also, the, oh, go sorry. ahead. No, go ahead. I also stopped by uh, NC state. I kind of just got in there and walked around uh, my first weekend in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, we so, we uh, On the way back, drove by there. So as you're going through this process, what are some key things you're looking for at each school? So like, when you go to a school, as you go to these visits here this next month or so, like what's what's in your mind? Like what are you trying to think of? What's good? What's bad? Just what's your mindset as you head to college campuses? Um, One thing like my high school coaches have kind of told me, and I think it's really something that stuck with me, make sure it's a place you're going to want to be at even if you're not going to play baseball because, you know, baseball is not going to be guaranteed. So, I mean, if it's a place that you're going to want to also go to college at playing baseball, then that could be a big thing because, I mean, home to you and it would just be a place you enjoy being at, not just for baseball. Yeah. So I don't know how transparent you want to be on this because obviously a lot of kids like to keep it in until they actually do commit. But who are some of those schools that you're looking at the most at right now? Um, I mean, I mentioned two of them, Alabama and NC State. Those are two ones that are big on my list, but – at this point, I'm kind of just narrowing my list down more and more each each day, kind of sitting, thinking about stuff. And there's a couple other schools. Kentucky is another one that's up there. And those are places I'm excited to go see. Yeah. So, Kentucky, so, Brett, your teammate Bradley Farrell's on that team already. He's already committed to that school. So, do you, is he or even some of your other Bulls teammates, are they trying to 
maybe sway you a certain way when it comes to what schools you're looking at? I mean, they do kind of messing around, but Bradley's definitely talked to me about Kentucky and I've talked to him about it. Cause I mean, it's a place that's definitely interesting to me and I definitely want to go see, but I mean, no one's really tried to pull me in any direction. I, I always talk with Nash and Ahmad about Bama and kind of like what they like about it and what they see with it. But no one's really trying to pull me in any direction like that. Just yeah. So as, as September 1st nears, I mean, now once that happens, it'll be much easier to talk to coaches. So what are you looking forward to most once that deadline approaches and you're able to talk to coaches fairly easily instead of the way you have to now? I think it'll, I'm just kind of excited for it to be a lot easier because, I mean, you have to text coaches and then, like, make sure it works for them to be able to call at that time. And then, but once September 1st, it's just be like, yeah, you can call at this time. And I mean, it'll just make it a lot easier. I feel like. Yeah. So let's, let's move on a little bit to actually on the field play. So obviously I believe you're, you're just a pitcher right now, right? For high school and for travel ball. Uh, For high school I hit, but they wouldn't let me field. Okay. So let's dig into your pitching repertoire. So you said you were a one pitch, a one pitch pitcher in a way. Um, this past sophomore season at Bloomington North. But what, as of now, as you've been kind of developing it, what's your pitching repertoire looking like right now? Um, So I kind of, kind of said I was a one-pitch pitcher in sophomore season. It was – I was mainly just throwing fastball because my, my curveball is really struggling. And, I mean, my changeup, I, I just didn't throw it much. But kind of working in the summer, a big goal for me was to really develop my curveball better. And now that I did that, I mean, I saw – a very high rise in velo with it then also a very high rise in confidence with it so i mean i just throw three pitches i throw a fastball curveball and a change up that's really it all right so what's your what's your velo on each of those pitches um change up is like 77 79 i think the hardest i've like sat with my fastball was the futures games the 87 to 89 and then curveball I think it was like 72 to 74. I think I was like 76, 77 once or twice with it. All right. So with, with those three pitches right now, are you planning on adding any other pitches? Or are you pretty good set with what the three you have right now? I'm, I'm pretty good set with it for right now. I mean, definitely if we, if we like, if I see something, I think I should add another pitch. Then I definitely want to learn that explore. But yeah. I mean, I don't really need to really add any new pitches right now. I'm, at the end of the summer, I was very, very confident with what I had, so I feel good about those three. So you said your goal was to develop the, that those two secondary pitches this summer. So when you are having a pitch that's maybe struggling at that moment in time, how do you go about developing it and just building that confidence? Um. Well, with my curveball, I mean, it was very, very inconsistent and very loopy, and like I think it was like 67 miles an hour. It was just very slow and soft. I mean – so, I mean, I wasn't very confident with it. That was a big thing. And I think with developing pitches, one of the most important things is getting confidence with it because once I started throwing it better, I just started throwing it harder. And, I mean, a lot of coaches were telling me just throw it harder. So, I just – I got up there and started throwing as hard as I can with it. And that's when I saw a real big shift with it, just kind of the change of trying to be like flipping it in for a strike but then also just saying like, just go with it and let it go and throw it as hard as you can. I saw a big change. Yeah. So when you were at that Futures game, I'm assuming the guy who was catching you, he you've probably maybe never played – you've never really pitched to him before. Am I wrong? No. Well, 
AJ Beggs, who is the catcher for the Bulls team, he caught one inning, and then uh, Colin Brown caught the other inning. I threw to AJ all summer. He was the only catcher all summer. So okay, so for that for that Colin guy, um, Colin Brown, you said. So when you do have when you do or when you are pitching to a catcher for the first time, how do you go about building a relationship and just building trust within that catcher um, when you're first starting out? I mean, one thing is definitely throwing in the pen with them. And then definitely just talking to them, kind of like letting them know how your stuff is. And then also, I mean, playing down there with him, you know he's there because he's a good player. So, I mean, that kind of helps a little bit. You know, it's not just some random person who won't really be able to catch you. But, I mean, but, yeah, definitely just like talking to him and throwing with the pen and kind of just building a good relationship with him is definitely, definitely a big thing. Yeah. So, as you head to a college campus to play baseball here in two years, fall of 2024, what are some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on? So this could be as a person and even as a ball player. What are some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on just to fix before you head to a college campus? Um, I definitely want to just gonna get more physically mature and then like, which that obviously that'll come with time and definitely add strength to me. That's, that's a big thing. And like this fall, I'm going to be doing a arm strengthening program for the first time. So I'm really excited to see how that comes out and, I'm hoping to definitely get my velo up. I'm trying to go for like 92 or 93 this upcoming season. So I'm kind of hoping I can definitely just build with that and develop my secondary pitches, my change up, my curveball a lot better. Yeah. Just so I can feel like I can come into a college, maybe be in an inner squad scrimmage, just kind of like for the coach to see me the first time and be able to throw any of those pitches anytime I want. Yeah. So being, I mean, now you're throwing 92, 93, like you said. So how do you go about um, adding more velo? So obviously you haven't thrown 92, 93 your entire life. So just this past couple of years and as you go into the future, what are some ways that you kind of like have tried to increase your velo? Well, I mean, I haven't even hit 90 yet. So, I mean, that's kind of a big thing that I'm – I feel like that's kind of a block for me. I've been stuck at 89 a lot this summer. But I feel like in the past I've – haven't really done much to gain velo, which I've, I've been lucky to be able to throw like I do because of that. But, I mean, definitely I haven't really found a program to do yet, so I'm definitely looking around to try to find something that I feel like I can trust and work with. I definitely want to talk to Coach Farrell. But, I mean, a lot of what I've done in the past is thrown a football. I don't really know if that's helped a lot, but that's just what I've done a lot. Okay, so when you played football, were you a quarterback or did you play a different position? No, I played defense. Okay. So, Bloomington North, you guys are big enough to have kids play one side of the ball? Yeah, I think this year we have almost 100 kids on our football team. Oh, okay. So, how many kids are in your guys' graduating class? Um, I think I think we have 1,700 kids in total. So Ooh, man, that is a, that's a big high school. I think we have four or five each, four or 500 for each. Okay, wow. I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't realize Bloomington North was that big, but – uh, I got one last question for you. So the way I the way I kind of like to end off these podcasts, I just have one question that I kind of ask everybody. Well, every 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 kid who's going to play college ball. Um, so NIL, that's a new thing that came out last summer to where college athletes they can now make money off their name, image, and likeness. And once you do graduate, you will get that opportunity to make some little bit of extra money with NIL name, image, and likeness. So what would be one dream brand that you would love to work with in the future? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Probably, probably something along clothing, just because you know that's probably a 
that's a big necessity and it's probably what a lot of people want. I mean, I don't really know a dream company. That's a, that's kind of a tough question for me, really. Yeah, I had actually the la- I think the last person I interviewed, I can't remember who it was. They actually they asked me they asked me like they, they they took the question back on me. He was like he's like honestly I don't know what would you choose, and I was like man like I actually I, oh it was Griffin it was Tobias. I was talking to him and he th- he threw that question back at me and I was like man I actually had to think about it for a second, but. Um, no, that, that is a tough question. I, I'm kind of, I'm always kind of curious to see what each guy says, but, um, that's all the questions I have for you, man. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, best of luck here as you go through your recruiting process, as you go on your college visits, um, and just best of luck here as you continue on with your career. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, it's no problem. Thank you for inviting me. It was, it was a fun thing to do. I've never done anything like it. So I'm glad I was able to. And that's going to do it for another episode here on the JKR Podcast. Really like to thank Caden for coming on the show. Thought it was a great episode. Learned a lot about the kid. Um, So just can't wait to see where his college decision, where his recruiting process takes him. So really cool. I'm sure it's going to be here this fall at some point. Really interested to see where he goes. Definitely going to be watching him this next spring as he plays here in Bloomington. Uh, But that's just episode number one of three this weekend. So we've got tomorrow, we've got Thomas Lynch, Purdue commit. Sunday, we've got Simon Wilkinson. Two great Two, two more great episodes, so make sure to dig into those. But for any, any any more updates on the podcast, go check out our website and our social media. Website's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. Social media is going to be at jkr underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and we got TikTok now, so go check that out. Go check out our TikTok. Go give us a follow. Go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so, and YouTube as well. So check you guys, check that out, and then I'll catch you guys tomorrow.